Praise God. You are so worthy, God. Amen. If he's been good to you, say amen. Praise God. I guess he's been good to a lot of folks here tonight. Praise God. Amen. He's been good to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, good to see everyone here uh, tonight. I guess not too many people want to sit in the middle section tonight. And maybe next time we'll, we'll move people into the middle, but y'all look like you're pretty comfortable. And for those that are not here, we have plenty of room in this facility. Amen. Thankful for the couple hundred that are here tonight. Thankful for the few hundred that are here tonight. Amen. My, my, my. But it is good to be in the house of the Lord with such awesome people and an awesome God. Amen. And uh, we're going to do a little different type, something I've not done before, and you'll see in just or hear in just a moment. But I've been... Speaking on uh, what meaneth these stones for a couple weeks. First week, we talked about, looked at the foundation stone. Jesus Christ himself is our chief cornerstone. He's the foundation stone. <clears throat> that was two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about the plan of salvation, the stone of uh, repentance, stone of baptism in Jesus' name, the stone of Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Praise God. And I'm thankful for the plan of salvation. And tonight we're going to hit another stone. And I think it's important that I cover this. Because without it, I don't know that someone could be saved. I certainly don't believe they could be blessed. So we're going to go to the book of Joshua, chapter 4. That's where we've been going, but we won't read quite as many uh, verses. We're going to look at verse number 4 through 7. Joshua, chapter 4, uh, verse number 4. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan. And take up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. And verse 6, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? There's going to come a generation that's going to wonder. They're going to ask about the significance of these stones. Joshua said, Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel for... <clears throat> Ever. 
forever. And I want to talk about one of these stones that make up our foundation, our doctrine tonight. And I don't know that I've ever specifically titled a message that with this title, because it's just one word, tithing. But I feel it's absolutely imperative that I teach or preach on this. And I think it's important that our children understand for themselves the why behind the tithe. Amen. <clears throat> what meaneth these stones? And tonight we're going to talk about the stone of tithing. Help me pray that God would minister to our hearts and those when they do hear this message. Lord, we give you glory and praise and I thank you for the opportunity, God, to come to this pulpit. God, to preach and teach upon this subject. God, I, I pray that you would minister unto myself and to everyone that hears under the sound of my voice, wherever they might be, whenever they might be listening. And God, I pray that you would let this take root in our heart, that we would, God, be a blessing to you and to bring you honor in all things in Jesus' name. And let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. Again, I believe that it is absolutely essential that our children in the Lord and our biological children understand the significance of the foundation of our faith. They need to know why we believe what we believe. They, they need to know, and I think this, this is confirming that Brother Matt Cavanaugh shared with me, I think the other day, that he had just been teaching in Sunday school the why on certain things. And so this is exactly what I'm feeling at this time is we need to, our children and our new converts, our children in the Lord, to understand the why. And for those of us that have lived for God a while, we need to be reminded every once and again the why we do what we do. And it is our responsibility, to, especially for the elders, to teach um, the meaning of the why we do what we do to the younger uh, generation. <clears throat> Joshua said there, there is going to come uh, by these stones our children, and they're going to look at these stones and ask, what meaneth these stones? What do they represent? <clears throat> yeah, and I, I've talked about it, but the 12 stones signifying the number 12 uh, is very significant. And we're going to talk about some of the stones. I don't know how many we'll get through, but we're going to just do one tonight. We don't have a lot of time. But we talked about belief in Jesus, the revelation of who he is. He's our foundation. He's our chief cornerstone. It's all in him. Talk about repentance, baptism, in Jesus' name, about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're going to talk about tonight tithe. We need to spend some time in prayer and fasting and holiness and obedience and sacrifice and praise and worship. And I think the 12th stone is that the belief that not only is he is, but he is also coming back. Amen. God is coming back very soon. And I believe we are living in the last days. Amen. But about, uh, actually it was five years ago in January, uh, I was talking with my dad before, just before he passed away. <clears throat> and, and I asked uh, him to share a couple things, and he, he began to share with me uh, about a dream that he had, and this is uh, just before he passed uh, in February. 
five years ago. can't believe it's already been five years. It doesn't seem like it was five years. And to do this, I did ask permission because I have, I, 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 I say I have, I, I'm, I'm, I have to get permission because my mother's here. And it's very emotional for us and our family when we hear the voice of my father. And so pardon me if I do get a little emotional. But my, my dad shared a dream and shared uh, what he felt the Lord speaking to him through this dream on how important tithing is to the kingdom of God. And this was his basically his last message that he ever really got to preach. Um, and it was on his deathbed that he preached it to me. And I recorded it. And it's about 10 minutes long. And I want to start this message tonight by playing this recording. But I had a dream. And I died. And it was before God. And I looked at a screen. Life kind of flashed before me. And on the screen were nine squares. And God said, look what I have given you. And I thought, nine squares. At first they were blank. Then they started filling in with things like shelter, food, clothes, house, cars, stuff, toys, medical expenses, investing in people in your life. Then God said, this is your life. The tenth is mine. Would a man rob God? Abraham verified tithing, Moses verified it in the law. Jesus said unto Caesar, and unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and unto God that which is God's. God said to me, that tenth square is yours, your ticket to eternal life. It's given you the housing, you know, nine compartments of your life. But the tenth one is your ticket to eternal life. Jesus said, I love you so much that I gave that I gave it Calvary for you. How much do you love me? Do you have a tent square? That tent goes to God's work. God's work is to bring more souls into the kingdom. More souls like you and me. Did you give it to God or did you keep it to yourself? Mm. 
You cannot keep it yourself. Because you have a purse with holes in it. You may be thinking you're pocketing it. But it's running out by the roadside as you go through life. Over time, you won't even notice one-tenth goes to God. If you just do it first. If you just do it first. Is your heart in Jesus? Do you love him? On the cross, he gave his heart to you. He loves the church. This is how you give back that love. A tenth for the kingdom, he loves. What a small price that is. Jesus had compassion. The Samaritan had compassion against the man that fell by the wayside. There's a lot of compassion statements in the Bible. But let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. It's not how much that's in that square that matters. One-tenth fills it up completely, whatever that one-tenth is. This is not an offering. I'm not talking about offering. This is God's requirement. That is your measure of a man before God. Love and compassion. And if you have compassion, you're going to be giving. Making sure what belongs to God is given to God. I'm not sure if this makes sense, but God is love and compassion for us. What a minor kind of thing to ask of us to do is to render it unto God. I've seen people that are hurting, lost, spiritually homeless that in their own mind never thought of giving tithing to God. <clears throat> but that's your compassion ticket to heaven and eternal life from the Lord himself. The building, the church, is here because someone paid a tenth. 
the chairs are here to sit in because someone cared enough to give. Our tithe measure is a measure of our love of God and compassion for Jesus' work and his kingdom. Pray ye the Lord that the harvest, that he would send workers into the field. I have heard it said that you cannot put a value on the kingdom of God, but God did. He put a price on his own self. 30 pieces of silver, which was cheap for a human life, the price of a slave. He made himself no reputation, but took on the role of a servant, and a servant to all. But a servant owns nothing. Naked came I into this world. I need to look up that scripture. It's the way we're going out. Jesus gave it all. He didn't hold back anything for your own soul. Why are you holding back what he's asked you to do for the kingdom? His robe, his robe was gone when he died. Everything else was borrowed. Everything else is only borrowed. Everything we have is only borrowed. Gates, the millionaire, left it all behind, or will, the jobs already did. The good Samaritan had compassion, Jesus had compassion on us, but it's time for us to give back. Help the needy and pay one-tenth of everything he blesses us with. And the nine-tenths will go much farther than it ever would otherwise. Praise God. Amen. I hope you all enjoyed that. A lot of truth there.
I'm thankful that uh, I'm thankful for our elders, and I'm thankful for my parents. taught me the truth in the, in the Word of God. Amen. He mentioned a number of things, and I won't get to everything pretty deep, but I do have a few verses I'd like to go over tonight, <clears throat> a few thoughts that I want to share about tithing. But one of the things that he mentioned was that the 90% will go so much further if you give the first 10% to the Lord. And I have found that to be true. Because it is true. He mentioned Abraham. <clears throat> he mentioned Moses. He mentioned the Lord Jesus Christ. Talking about giving and, and tithing. And so I wanted to. If you needed a second text. Don't stand. But if you needed a second text tonight. It would probably be in Genesis. Because in Genesis chapter 14. We find first mention of tithing. And in. It's the schoolmaster, it's first mentioned in verse number 18 of Genesis 14. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, something, two things real quick if I could interject. Melchizedek literally means the king of righteousness. The king of righteousness. Who was king of Salem. Salem is... Is a shorter word than of Jerusalem. It is the original Jerusalem. Melchizedek was not just the priest, but he was king of Jerusalem. We only find one other time when the king acted as the priest of Jerusalem, other than Jesus Christ, because that role is his and his alone. He is the high priest, and he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You can find in 2 Chronicles of King Uzziah went in to offer incense unto the Lord, and he tried to take the place of the priest, and they told him not to. And because he did what God told him and the ministry told him not to do, God struck him with leprosy. God does not play with the things of God. And we find first mention of Melchizedek, king of righteousness, king of Salem. The original Jerusalem. He brings forth bread and wine. How type and shadow is that? Communion. Bread and wine. The Last Supper. Bread and wine. The body of Christ. The blood of Christ. He's the living bread. Amen? It's deep. I don't have time to... I ain't got a big enough shovel to get that deep tonight. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him, talking Melchizedek, the priest blesses Abraham and said, Blessed be Abram, or Abraham, of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he, this is now Abraham, gave him, Melchizedek, tithes. Hebrew word masar. It is a tenth part. Literally, it means a tenth. First mention, Abraham gives into the ministry tithe or a first tenth, a tenth part of all. Abraham gave a tenth of all. Here's what is amazing. You, if, you, if you remember, a little bit later you're going to find Abraham 
and Lot, and they separate because they have so much stuff. I'm going to tell you why Abraham was so blessed. Because he was willing to give God what God required. Because God, Abraham was willing to bless God with his tithe and his worship. Even offered God his own son, Isaac. He became the father of many nations. This is how God works. Let me just break it down to y'all and, and to everyone that gets to listen in on the podcast. Because if anyone is involved in ministry, I'm going to require that they listen to this message tonight. And there's a reason why, and I'll get to that in a minute. Lord willing, in the creek don't rise. Every... Let's just say everybody in ministry needs to pay tithe. And everybody else in, out of ministry needs to pay tithe. But if you're going to minister around here, you're going to have to pay tithe. I'm trying to be very nice in how I say this. I'm thinking. I, my mind is. There's a reason why Abraham was blessed. And there's a reason why Abraham's family was blessed. It's because Abraham was willing to pay tithe and give God what God asked of him. You see, Melchizedek, the Bible says, he blessed Abraham, and Abraham blessed Melchizedek, blessed the kingdom of God, blessed the ministry. There is a mutual blessing that takes place. In other words, when you tithe, you are not just giving God what belongs to him. You are blessing him and his work, the kingdom of God. And if you want to be blessed by the kingdom of God, you need to bless the kingdom of God first. The first ten. What I'm, the reason I'm, I'm taking my time right now, obviously this is a very, I usually don't go this slow. I'm trying to be very careful on how I say things. But there are, there are some families in my, in my 40, almost 49 years of experience of living I, and, and living for God, I've seen families that don't pay tithe. And I've seen the lack of blessing in their family, in their home, and in their children. When you give God, not just tithe, but of yourself, but when you give God a tenth, tithe of your increase... You are, you are entering into a mutual blessing relationship with God Himself. I've seen people, this make, I've seen people who didn't have the Holy Ghost, were not faithful in many areas, but they tithe unto the Lord and God blessed them, their family, and their business. Why? Because that's how God works. I've seen people that live for God. Claim they got the Holy Ghost, they want to be involved in ministry, but they won't, don't want to tithe, and I've seen them not be blessed. Now, I know it rains on the just and the unjust alike. The good, it's good and it's bad. In this life, we have, shall have tribulation. But I'm telling you, when you tithe and are faithful to God, He will be faithful to you, and He will see you through whatever situation you're going through. He'll be with you, He'll be with your family, He'll be with your kids. 
Hebrews chapter 7. Now consider how great this man. This is New Testament looking back at, at Abraham. Now consider. It says, think, consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of his spoils. It's all about Melchizedek and the significance of paying tithe. And I'm, I'm preaching to the choir tonight because I know y'all pay tithe. Proverbs 3 and 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. It's Tithe literally means the tenth, and so first it would be the first tenth. But did you catch the beginning of Proverbs 3 and 9? Let me read it. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. The psalmist said, you honor God by tithing. We honor the Lord when we give what belongs to Him. So if we honor by giving Him glory, are we giving Him dishonor? When we fail to tithe, are we dishonoring God? I don't want to dishonor the Lord. He's too good to dishonor. I only want to bring honor and glory unto the Lord. Amen. In our text, we find Joshua putting those 12 stones and, and, and telling the people, hey, these stones, what I mean these stones are going to be a memorial. And he, they just crossed over the Jordan River. And you, and you go to Joshua chapter 6, and you find the, the people of God walking around Jericho. And to, they, to the east, they've just crossed over. over I'm looking at it as in my mind. I'm looking on the east. To the east, they've got, there's the Jordan River. The first thing they come to is Jericho. On the other side of Jericho, the road leads to Jerusalem. Can I tell you, when God brings you through the water, you need to go, go through a Jericho and give God what belongs to Him the first thing before you can even get to the promised land. They had to cross. They had to be clean, passed over. They had to give God what belonged to Him. He, and that was the first city of a number of cities, probably uh, we look at about ten major cities, that they took into the promised land. They gave the first tenth unto the Lord. Before they could ever get to Jerusalem, before they ever could get where Abraham had offered Isaac, before they could ever get to the promised land, they had to first go through a Jericho. You want to get to the blessing and the promise of God? We have got to tithe. Man, y'all are quiet tonight. For several hundred people, y'all really quiet. Another thing my dad mentioned was people, you can't take it with them. Bill Gates not going to take it. Steve Jobs, he couldn't take his with him. Many millions and millions of dollars, multimillionaire. Said it recently, I've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse. It's like a lady that was called to her uncle, uncle's deathbed. He was dying. He didn't have a family. He didn't have any kids, didn't have any descendants. She was his closest relative. And he was that way for a reason. He was stingy with his money and he didn't have any friends. And, and so he brings, he calls his niece and here's the attorney there. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I'm leaving it all to you, but I want to take it with me. So what I want you to do is all of my money, I want you to put it in my coffin with me. That is part of my will. I'm taking it with me. I'm not leaving anybody anything. She said, I can do that. And he died. They had this special service that was already paid for. They 
said, well, well, how are you doing? What are you doing with that money? She said, she said did you give it to him? I sure did. I gave every, every penny to it. Why'd you, how'd you do that? She said, I wrote a check and put it in the coffin. <laughs> in other words, you can't take it with you. We say our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. You know what I'm doing when I'm tithing and I'm giving on top of tithe, I give offering. What I'm doing is I'm investing in the kingdom. I'm investing in my future. And I'm telling you, heaven pays great dividends, folks. You, people say, I can't afford to tithe. I can't afford not to tithe. Well, I can't give a tithe. I got family. I got issues. You can't afford not to tithe. And this is how serious it is. God said, you don't take anything out of Jericho. In, in verse 18, and you in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed. God said that everything in Jericho is going to go to the Levi, the tribe of Levi. It's, the, it's basically the ministry. When you shall take of the accursed thing and make that camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. This is why I said if you're going to be involved in ministry, you at least better tithe. Here's the problem. People that don't tie, they bring a curse not on themselves, but the entire camp. For anyone out here tonight or anyone that's going to be listening, if you want to be involved in ministry, you better tithe. Now, tithe is tithe, it's not the big tithe, little tithe. It's your first tenth, period. Because I don't want to bring a cursing upon the ministry. I don't want to bring a curse upon our Sunday school where our kids are at. If you're not going to tithe, you, you know what? Just You can come, you can praise, you can worship. Pastor doesn't look at who gives what and how much you give. I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I just want to, do they tithe or do they not? Why? Because my children, your children, our grandchildren, their spiritual well-being and the blessing over them is more important than somebody getting their feet. Well, they wouldn't let me sing a special. He wouldn't let me get involved. All I wanted to do was sing in the praise team, play an instrument. Brother Monks, I look at you, everyone, because you're the oldest here. No offense. I think you're the oldest. Am I okay? Am I plowing all right? Okay, good. Said, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord and shall come into the treasury of the Lord. God says, don't touch, don't take it. It belongs to me. And what did they do? They go take the next city. I, 36 men die. They, Joshua's like, what in the world? How, why in the world? This little small thing with Jericho was, by the way, Jericho, you ready? It was the first city in the world, in world civilization, that, was, that had communal living. Do you know, Jarma was the first farming village, but Jericho was the first city in the world. It was also the first walled city, they believe, in the world. It was the first of ten. They went into the promised land. The Jericho was the first, and God said, it belongs to me. Because Achan stole and took what did not belong to him. He was cursed, and his entire family was cursed and paid the price. But before they all paid the price, the whole camp paid the price. 36 innocent men paid the price. In Joshua chapter 7, Israel has sinned, and they, we, we find, and, they, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. God speaking to Joshua, for they have 
even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and disassembled also and they have put it even among their own stuff. Verse 20, and Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel and thus and thus have I done when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I coveted them. That's the problem. People covet the things more than they covet God and the blessing of God. And I took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Verse 25, and Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? Why did you do that? This has this is brought trouble to everybody because of your sin. The Lord shall trouble thee this day and all Israel. You ready? <laughs> Talk about stones. All of Israel stoned him with stones. Now, if you're listening in on this podcast and you come to the Apostolic Rock Church and you don't pay tithes, we are not going to stone you. <laughs> this is a family, church family of love. Amen. I'm just teaching right now a principle that is founded in the Word of God. They stoned him. But, and then the Bible says, and burned them with fire. Not just Achan, but his entire family paid the price. What that tells me is if we do not pay tithe, we and our entire family. So I heard somebody say, Pastor, I can't pay tithe because I'm helping my family. You're not helping your family. You are damning your family. You are condemning your family when you don't pay tithe. You want to help your family tithe. I don't know why this is happening. Hello? That's why I'm teaching this tonight, so it doesn't happen. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. I wonder, I wonder when they came by the 12 stones of the Jordan River, what mean at these stones? I wonder how many came. Hey, what, this big old heap of stones, what's this over here? That's somebody that don't pay tithe. Well, I'm tithing. What mean at those stones? Huh. Let me tell you, a guy by the name of Aiken. I am like... Running out of time. The, 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 the audio tonight didn't count against my time, did it? Okay, good. Thank you. Let me give you some, some verses. I got to hurry. Deuteronomy 14, 22. Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed that the field bringeth forth year by year, and thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there, the tithe of thy corn, of thy wine, of thine oil, and the firstlings of thy herds and of thy flocks. That thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always, or reverence the Lord. Reverence, very similar to the word honor. If you want to honor the Lord, tithe. Leviticus 27 in the law, book of the law, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithes, he shall add thereunto the fifth part. It's how what happened. Well, I didn't pay all my tithe. Just add a fifth part and you can make everything all right. And concerning the tithe of the herd and the flock, even whosoever possesseth under the rod, and that goes on, and you can read the rest of it, but it's talking about a tenth. Tithing is not, by the way, tithing is not just an Old Testament concept. Tithing is not an Old Testament, old-fashioned concept. It may be old, but it's still true. Because Jesus said in Luke 11, verse 42, but woe unto you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue. I mean, you're given of your tithe and all manner of herbs and 
pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone. He said, you guys are tithing, but you're not being nice or being compassionate to others. He, Jesus didn't say, you don't, you don't stop tithing. He said, you're doing good on the tithing part, but you're not being nice to people. And my dad talked about it. You're not having compassion. <laughs> you need to do both. That's, you know, that's God in the flesh, right? Jesus Christ said, you need to tithe and you need to be nice to people. <laughs> Everybody smile. You see, God established tithing for a purpose. Its sole purpose is supporting the kingdom of God, specifically the ministry. Fivefold ministry, the ministry, the ministry is helping people in the church. By the way, I don't have time to get into all the scriptures, but even Levi talks about tenth, but then they were supposed to tithe, the, the tithe on the tithe. I don't know if you know this, but our church tithes, we give to ministry. We help missionaries, we give monthly checks to support missionaries, we, we pay evangelists, we pay missions outside of these four walls why because i want our church to be a giving church i want us to be a blessed church but first mentioned the schoolmaster we find abraham giving melchizedek a tenth and he's blessed because of it numbers 18 and behold i have given the children of levi all the tenth of israel for an inheritance for their service which they serve even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation Numbers 18 and 26, five verses later, thus speak unto the Levites and say unto them, When you take of the children of Israel the tithe, which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heave offering of it for the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. So you should tithe on the tithe. He's talking to the ministry. We tithe on the tithe. Praise God. King Uzziah tried to, yeah, I've already talked about that. We'll just, sake of time. 10%, the first tenth is your tithe. See, there's a blessing of tithing between Melchizedek and Abraham. They blessed one another. My dad mentioned it on the audio that we listened to. Malachi chapter 3. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings, he said. You are cursed with a curse. I don't want to be cursed by God, do you? I don't want you to be cursed either. That's why I'm teaching this tonight. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. When you tithe, God opens the windows of blessing to bless you. And those blessings don't always come in money. It can come in health. It can come in Holy Ghost. It, it can come in your house. It, it can come in shelter. It can come in all kinds of blessings. Car accidents that God spared you from simply because you tithe. Sickness that you didn't get, that you rubbed on your hand, but it never affected you because you tithed. You didn't even know you were carrying it around, but God blessed you. 
I'd rather give God the first tenth and some offering just to tell him I honor you and I love you. Because 10% in the hands of God is greater than 90% or even 100% in my hand. I shared this. It's funny. I shared this with the ministers, uh, some of the young ministers. Last week, my mom texted this same example to me today because I called, was talking to her on the phone, asking her permission to share the, the audio tonight. And she ends up texting me the exact same example, making the same point. I said, that's confirmation. The boy that had five loaves and two fish, his lunch. A boy's lunch, five pieces of bread and two pieces of fish. He had some fish and chips. And Andrew brings it and puts it in the hands of Jesus. When you put your tithe and offering in the hands of God, He will multiply it and bless far more than you can imagine. Because Jesus blessed it. Why? Here's the principle. God only and always, but only blesses what is placed in His hands. I've, I've known people to say, we're going to tithe, but we're going to go way above that and go another 5 or 10% of, our, of tithe or an additional in offering or even 15 or 20%. A friend of mine did that. He began to do that. He goes to church, not here, but he's a, he, in truth, he's, if I said his name, some of you might know it. It was just a short amount of time. His, his house and everything got paid for and all these things were happening. It was just financial and it was silly. Because the more he gave, the more the windows of heaven opened up. And I'm not sitting here trying to say just, you know, this blab it and grab it, name it and claim it stuff. But the economy of God is you can't outgive God. We know that. And he will, his word is forever settled. He will open the windows of blessing and pour you out a blessing you can't contain. But you got to put it in his hands. The prophet poured to 12 barrels of water around in the trench over the sacrifice. And the, the, the fire fell and licked it up. And I believe that's when, it, when you know, the servant went the seventh time. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. I believe that was the vapor from the water that was the most important thing to them. Because they were in a drought. So they offered God something that meant the most to them, water. Because they didn't have very much. They didn't have enough. And God took what they put in his hand and the entire, he used it to end the entire drought. And by the time they got down the mountain, it was raining. Say cats and dogs. No, just water. But it was raining a lot. See, God always blesses what you place in his hand. And he took that fish and chips. <laughs> One boy's lunch. He fed 5,000 men plus women and children and had 12 baskets full left over. That's a lot of blessing. That's a lot of provision. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I got to keep my little measly five. I got to keep my little lunch. And God said, I got an all-you-can-eat buffet for thousands of people, and you can't even give one lunch. God, I'll give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, praise God. But I just want to put it in your hands. 
And I trust you to bless it and multiply it and sit wherever it needs to go. Because here's the thing. It doesn't have to come back to me. I don't tithe so that all the blessing comes back to me. I tithe so God can bless whoever needs the blessing. I ain't got time to preach all this. But it's not all about me. It's about the kingdom. There's times you have, I'm gonna be, there's times our church have, have great, our church is a tithe, is a giving church. It is, our church is a very giving church. We have a, a great group of, I, that's the reason I don't teach on tithe. I'm, in fact, I don't know if I've ever preached on tithing. I mentioned it in, every once in a while in passing and give. I don't think in my, what, seven and a half, almost eight years of pastoring right here in, in Baker's, in, in Apostolic Rock, I don't know that I've ever preached on tithing alone. I, I don't think I have. I, I can't remember. I couldn't find it in my notes anywhere. I don't think I have. Why? Because God just blesses us with givers. And I'm thankful for that. But we, we need to understand that when we give, and you need to understand, when you give unto the Lord at the Apostolic Rock Church, it doesn't have to come back here. It can bless somebody else in another country. I don't care. God send the revival. Fill people with the Holy Ghost, whether it's Brother Alviar having great revival in, in, uh, down in our, uh, uh, Brazil. Or Brother Tomeskin, Brother Stanley Hopkins, brother-in-law over in Ethiopia. I don't care. Just give us revival. Send, save somebody. Build a church. If not here, build it somewhere else. I just want to see souls saved. You know, heaven's going to be full of people from all around this world. Amen. Churches that have been built in Mexico, in Guatemala, Argentina, Brazil, Ethiopia. Do you know our church has had a, a, a role in some of that? And it's an honor and privilege. Why? Because when we put it in his hands, he knows how to bless and break it far better than I ever can. Luke chapter 6, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? God can cause men to give back. But it starts with giving. Starts with giving. Giving God what is His. Trusting God to bless. Hey God, the first tenth is yours anyhow. I'm going to put it in your hands and I'm just going to sit back and watch the show. I'm just going to trust you, God. You're going to use it. You're going to bless it. And you're going to do great things with it. And I thank you for allowing, really, because honestly, aren't we all the servants of Really, all 100% of everything I get belongs to him. He just said, here, why don't you go ahead and keep 90% to try to help you down in this life. My father-in-law would say, he's not here tonight. They're not feeling well either, but you can't beat that with a stick. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 1. Take heed that you do not your alms before men uh, to be seen of them. When you tithe... don't come up here and look. I tied this much this month. Okay. Is it 10%? God looked at the little widow woman that gave just the two mites, and he looked and he, she gave of her substance. She's greatly blessed. She didn't give near as much as most of everybody else, but that was what she that was hers to give. That's all she had. You know what I believe? I believe she went, she was greatly blessed for that too, by the way. But it says, when you give of your alms, 
your tithe, but unconditional. I'm not even hitting offering tonight. I'll just kind of skim over the part. But you're given when you give above and beyond your tithe and your before men to be seen of them. You don't do it to be seen. You do it because it's you have. It says you have no reward of your father which is in heaven. If you do it like, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to give this much. It's the spirit of the Pharisee. The Pharisee. God's like you got your reward right there. Again. I don't want to put my reward in your hands, honestly. I really don't. I, I love y'all. I want to put my reward in his hands because he knows how to bless and multiply. Therefore, when, verse number two, still read Matthew 6. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee. Can you imagine walking up here? Dun, da, 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 I'm giving up. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm, never mind. That won't be nice. Some people actually started tithing offering. I probably would blow the trumpet. <clears throat> I got to read that. I got, I got a couple, two verses, and, I, and I'll, I'll, you, you got it. I'm, I'm preaching to the faithful tonight. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. Check this out. When you do it the right way, you say, I'm just going to give it to God. It's not for me. It's not my recognition. I don't, I'm not trying to bring me glory. I'm doing it because I'm honoring God, period. I'm honoring God with my tithe and my offering. I'm just honoring Him. Verse 4 says, That thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Would you rather God reward you openly or people seeing you give and, let, and telling people how much you give and that be it? I'd rather God just reward. Just God, you just go ahead and open the windows of blessing. I don't care how, if anybody knows. I don't want anybody to know how much I give. I just, but see, here's the thing. God always knows. <laughs> God keeps really good books. And when you give, I'm, I'm trying to help you. When you give, give in secret and give it unto the Lord. And when you do a tithing envelope and you put your name on it, we do that for tax purposes, but no one else knows. We, our records are confidential. Nobody knows how much somebody else gives. Because that's nobody else's business. Other than our bookkeeper, and I'm one of them, <laughs> Because my name's on it, and I know how to log in. <laughs> and I, I make sure that we uh, try to keep a, a healthy operating. Come to the next business meeting, we'll give you all that good stuff. Second Corinthians 9, 7, but not only should we give in secret so that God can bless us openly. Second Corinthians 9 and 7, I'm still in the New Testament now. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. God, it is a joy and absolute privilege to give you honor and to bless you with 10% and then some. Because without you, I wouldn't have anything to give. 
Without you, I wouldn't have blessing. Uh, without, without you, I would have no peace. I'd have no mercy. I'd have no grace. I'd have no hope of glory, no hope of heaven. Let's stand together. If you don't get, remember anything else tonight, remember what you place in the hands of God is greater than what you can keep in your own hands. You see, if the Bible, if he holds the whole world, we used to sing, he's got the whole world in his hand. How much money can you hold in your physical hand? How many things, possessions can you hold? How, how, what, how much gold could you carry? 100 pounds? 150? 200 pounds? Put it over your shoulder. Maybe some of you. How far could you go with a couple hundred pounds of gold? A lot of money, but how could you carry it? You can't handle it. He's got the whole world in his hand. I'd rather put what belongs to him anyway in his hand. Let him bless it. You see why? Because he can hold a lot more. I can't hold all the blessings. Ten percent in the hands of God is far greater than anything you can control or hold. What we place in his hand. Look what happened to Abraham. Abraham, wow, you got so much stuff. Lot has to go somewhere else. Why? I've been tithing. All I've been doing is, I've just been obedient. Just All I do is just give God a, a tenth of everything I... We had 10, 100 camels. I got 100 more camels this year. Why'd you? I gave 10 to the ministry. What happened? Well, and I got, a, I got 100 from last year, and I got 90. I got 190. What happened next year? I, got, I, I, I didn't get 100 this year. I got, I got 200 camels this year. How'd that happen? See, God always blesses. He always multiplies what's placed in His hand. Give God what is His. You bring honor to Him, and He opens a window of blessing for us. Praise God. Amen. I hope this has helped you. I hope this is a blessing. Again, I, I, anyone who's going to be involved in any kind of ministry at the Apostolic Rock Church, it's between them and God, but they need to tithe. Or there will be disunity and cursing in their ministry. I wasn't going to say this. I'm going to say it. This is how strongly, if you really know how strongly Pastor feels about it. Melchizedek offered bread and wine to Abraham. Communion. I don't know if someone should be allowed to take communion at a place they will not tithe. And you can't be saved without taking communion. You have no part with Him. So if you won't give your part to Him, which is His part anyway, you have no part. Like I said, I ain't got a big enough shovel to get that deep. Brother Monks, I got to have communion. I got to be saved. I got to be part of the body of Christ. The only reason Melchizedek offered bread and wine, first, 
first mention of tithe was because Abraham tithed. You receive communion. <laughs> I can't think of a greater blessing than having a relationship with God. We, we equate blessing with things. Having a relationship with God is far more important than anything in this world. We saying, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Melchizedek offered bread and wine communion, and he blessed Abraham with communion. And Abraham said, I want to bless the kingdom of God with my first tenth. Amen. Has that been all right? Nobody ran out the door, so that was good. Everybody smile. All right. Again, I want to say this. This is a very giving church. I'm, I'm looking at folks, people... This church is a, is a tithing church, is a giving church, and I'm thankful for that. But we need to know the why we do what we do to be saved. I want our children and the next generation to know why they do what we do. God bless you in Jesus' name.